Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome into Attacking Third, everyone. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we are chatting all things Challenge Cup recap, and we are going to preview Week 6 in NWSL action. So make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, also as a podcast. So go ahead, follow, like, and download. That's so you never miss out on a single episode. Because that's what we do here, Lisa. We keep it going. We keep it moving. We keep it shaking. We're always talking about the previews, the recaps, NWSL regular season, Challenge Cup, everything across the globe. And I get to do that with you, bud. How are you doing this morning? I am great. I'm ready to rock and roll on this day because NWSL is back. We, as you talked about, the Challenge Cup last night, um, some interesting action kind of. I mean, just draws, like, right? That's what we were <laughs> expecting a little bit. Um, and, and that's what we got. It's an interesting time with the challenge cup and the regular season and, and the challenge cup plays again next week. So now is the time when the teams start really getting into like game, two days off game, two days off game, two days off. And it's kind of a lot to, to take in for the players. Uh, but we're here and we're doing it and we're really excited about it. Um, it should be a good one this weekend. Good slate, good matchup that we have coming up. Oh yeah. All, uh, all 12 clubs are, are, are back at it in action. Um, six games across the weekend. Uh, we've got, I believe, four on Saturday. We've got two closing out Sunday. But you know, let's let's start with the uh, with the big one, and we're really excited about this one because you could catch this match on CBS. We're talking about Washington Spirit versus San Diego Wave FC. Washington Spirit undefeated still. The only other team alongside Portland Thorns that they could wow. still say that after five weeks of regular season 
action. And they're going to get a little bit of a test here against San Diego Wave because in terms of how the tables and the, and the standings look right now, you got your contenders kind of uh, rearing their heads a little bit after this first quarter of the season is now um, behind us a little bit. So when we're looking at these these two teams, these are two teams that did not have to worry about a Challenge Cup fixture, so no midweek match between the two of them, and they're kicking things off uh, early in this one. This is a noon Eastern kickoff uh, for, excuse me, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff for these two teams going head-to-head. Does something like that weigh in your prediction, Lisa, the fact that these are two teams that maybe had a re- sort of a regular week of buildup yeah. to this game when you're when you're trying to make a pick in these two? Who are, who are you feeling more of and why? Or is this one going to have them? Are you going to break things wide open and, and select a draw between these two? No draw between these two um, for me. I, I want to have a winner in this game between Washington and San Diego. But yes, the fact that neither of these clubs had Challenge Cup midweek matches um, makes for an interesting matchup, right? Sometimes when we see that Challenge Cup game come into play during the week, we, we know we're going to get some rotation. We know we're going to get um, some different players, maybe not as many minutes from certain players as we usually get. But between these two sides, as you mentioned, Washington Spirit, they're still undefeated in this point. They've got two wins and three draws, but they've picked up points in every single game. Um, that's pretty impressive for me to see. Ashley Hatch on a bit of a roll right now. Uh, she had a brace, a goal winner. Um, she's got 34 goals for Washington Spirit all time right now. Um, it, this player is, is hitting her groove a little bit. We're seeing right now, Sandra, across the league, across Challenge Cup players that could potentially be considered bubble players for World Cup rosters. And now is when they are taking off and and really making an impact. Um, and that's frankly what I'm expecting from this Washington Spirit side, whether it's Ashley Hatch, Trinity Rodman, um, Sanchez, Ashley Sanchez in the midfield, Andy Sullivan. These are players that are looking to make really big impacts on their teams and on these games that they're playing with their club right now, because now is the time Black Lenovsky is watching and saying, hey, should you be on that roster? And someone like an Ashley Hatch feels a little bit of that pressure of, okay, I need to get called up. I, I need to be contributing, scoring goals and doing my job for my club team so that uh, my coach for internationals knows that I can do it for our, our country. So looking at Washington Spirit, um, I think they have a bit of an edge in this game, I right? honestly, against San Diego. And this San Diego team is is one that's been on a roll. They've been going, I mean, they're, they're coming off of a loss, right, um, against Orlando Pride. But I give more of the credit to Orlando Pride in that one than like the knock on yeah. San Diego. Yeah, I really do. I really do. Just the way that that game kind of shook out. And San Diego's three in the standings and Washington's four right now. And with these two sides going at it against each other at home for Washington Spirit, this is going to be a really good game. And I love that it's on CBS. I love it. I'm also going to give the win to Washington Spirit. I think they stay undefeated. And I think they get a win over San Diego. Okay. All right. I like that. I think, I you know, know we're, when we're comparing these two teams kind of side by side a little bit, you know, it's, it's, it's still, you, you sort of feel like, okay, maybe this, this is the actual game. Maybe it's week six that we can actually say a quarter of the season is behind us. Depends on how you want to roll out with, with your math. But listen, I like when these two teams 
go head to head. I know we don't have a long history between them because San Diego Wave is just in their second year of existence. But I can't help but think back to the last time these two teams went head to head on CBS. We're talking a wild seven goal affair. Washington Spirit getting the better of San Diego Wave, a 4 3 scoreline in this one. It just had everything really mm-hmm. inside of this game. There was chaotic energy, it was a uh, frantic pace at times. But, you know, this was also a meeting between those two teams that, that occurred much later in the season. I, I believe it was already about fall in the season, maybe uh, early September or, or late September um, between between those two teams. But um, it, it you even had like defenders like scoring um, yeah, in, in this game. You know, Amber Brooks getting a couple of goals in that game for the Spirit against against uh, San Diego. But this is this is a new season. This is a whole new year, whole new season. How, how, how much do we need to lean on or rely upon um, you know, short and brief history between these two teams. Maybe you'd kind of throw that out of the window and maybe just hope for um, somewhat of an equally exciting game between the two of them. I think because it is a little bit earlier in the season, maybe it, you know there might be a little bit of even play between them as opposed to just kind of chaotic end-to-end. Um, but I'm really eager to, to take a look at some of the individual matchups uh, yeah. within, within this particular game you know what are those two midfields going to look like when they go against each other does when you have um an Andy Sullivan for the spirit or Danny Colaprico for uh San Diego wave uh, are these defensive mids relied upon a little bit more or maybe a little bit less in a game like this so I'm 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 very curious about that and also the battles maybe on the wings perhaps you know right Trinity Rodman is a player that we love to to watch play that we love to talk about week to week one of these forwards that i love is who has no is fearless like in front on the ball and in front of goal like wants to go 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 but is also like really great about defensive recoveries as as a winger like has wants to hustle back and and get back and and play and be part of that defensive shape for the spirit as much as maybe she wants to go forward and and produce an assist or or produce a goal. So, you know, who who's are we going to see some switching for from Rodman in this one? We saw that I think a little bit in the last week against Chicago trying to um, you know, sw- sw- flop sides a couple of times and when when they found that she was getting isolated a little bit. What what are we going to see between between uh, uh spaces on the wing essentially? So, this is tough for me to go back and forward with. I'm not going to lie to you. I I'm, I think I want to go spirit as well because they're coming off of a week where they got zero, like zero efforts in the run of play. The yeah. one goal came off of a penalty kick against Chicago and it wasn't for lack of effort. They absolutely were after it. They just could not find the back of the net. And I'm curious if they're going to have a similar struggle against another pretty good defensive side led by Naomi Girma in the center back position and a pretty good keeper in Kaylin Sheridan. So I'm also curious if this is going to be a low scoring game because we've got another good keeper on the outside in Aubrey Bledsoe. And and especially because Kaylin Sheridan, right, they just went up against Orlando and she let in three goals. And that is very uncharacteristic of Sheridan. Um, And I don't think she's going to let that happen again. 
So I agree. I think it's going to be low scoring between these two sides. Yeah, I, I like I like the pieces again. I'm, I'm really excited to see more of the individual battles and the one v ones that we see within uh, within the the box and within within the lines in this game. But I'm going to tip my hat the other way to the visitors to San Diego Wave just because I like what we've been seeing out of their attackers as well. So I'm hopeful that we get a goal maybe from Amir Ali and this one actually stands and it doesn't go the other way. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm most excited for this game. Uh, I think if, if we had to pick a, a game to watch, I think we're looking at this one on yeah. CBS for sure. So yeah, everybody make sure you let us know your, your picks in the chat as well. Lisa's going spirit. I'm going wave in this one. Let's pivot to another team that is still undefeated. We talked about Portland Thorns a little bit. They are the only other undefeated team alongside Washington Spirit, but in a little bit of a different place. They're sitting at number one in the standings, and North Carolina Courage are going to play host to the Thorns after just playing a 1-1 draw with Gotham FC in the Challenge Cup. When we made our pick for the Challenge Cup, I think I went with a draw, or I went with North Carolina. Excuse me. Uh, you went with North Carolina. I, I went with North Carolina, draw. and you went with a draw. Right. I'm joking because I think at this point we kind of feel like there's going to be a lot of draws in the Challenge yeah. Cup <laughs> group match, and we'll get to talk about that as well. But I like what we saw out of Gotham. We saw a little bit of the rotation, um, like what we're seeing out of uh, Olivia Wingate for North Carolina Courage, yeah. uh, the rookie that they drafted uh, in the out of the first round in that 2023 draft. I think if she continues to to build on some minutes with the courage, she could definitely be a bit of a problem. And and um, Guile getting the opening goal for North Carolina. I mean, really good goal as well. It was transition pet play, a good breakdown of Gotham's back line and moving quickly. If that's what North Carolina is going to need to rely on, it's going to be a really fun year to watch this North Carolina team. But uh, just not so sure about it, honestly. It's the midweek, though, and they are hosting this one. So maybe it's a little bit different when you don't have to do, you know, you don't have to have the travel on your legs if yeah. you're coming right out of a midweek match. But this is the Portland Thorns we're talking about here, Lisa. I know. I, know. I mean, should we just like say our picks? Should we give a three countdown and then just yes. say our picks? One, yes. two, three, Portland. Portland Thorns. Yeah. Yes. I'm also calling <laughs> Portland in this one as well. Uh, I just, I don't, I, I'm a little curious as to what we're going to see from the courage and what they present to the reigning NWSL champ, champions. And I'm, I also think if, you know, we see Sophia Smith with the start, right, have her build over you know, a course of a 90 minute game versus maybe coming off the bench um, that there's going to, there's going to be some, some fireworks perhaps uh, from a very special player like that. So we're both going thorns. Any particular reason why you think they're going to have the advantage? Um, I, I just think that they have a bit more strength through every single line of the field against a team like North Carolina that maybe has pockets or moments of weaknesses. I mean, North Carolina struggled to find the back of the net. Um, and if they can lean on that transition play and they can get the game wide open, Portland's going to be able to feed into that. And they're going to be able to, to do that as well. If it's a little bit, um, if North Carolina tries to possess a little bit more and work the ball around, Portland can also lean into that. So that's, that's really it. Portland is ju just does such a good job of adjusting to what their opposition is trying to do, stopping that, and then 
implementing their own game on it. And as you mentioned, Sophia Smith, right, if she comes into this game and she kind of gets going, um, I think Morgan Weaver is also kind of on that boat of like, okay, let's keep grinding. Let's keep putting wins out there. Let's keep scoring, find the back of the net. Um, Who knows? Maybe Bella Bigsby is like, has talked to Mike Norris and she's now converted to a forward. We'll see her (laughs) going to start in the front line. I mean, who knows? Hey, you score a goal as a goalie. You got you got work to do, continue up. So I just, I like this matchup, I do. But I think Portland's going to take it. No kidding. Talk about carrying some momentum into your next game. What a wild 3-3 draw for the Thorns uh, against Angel City going building on into this one for them. But look, even though this team didn't have a midweek match, maybe within that Angels, uh, that game against Angel City, perhaps Mike Norris was looking ahead a little bit and also wanted to give mm-hmm. his team a little bit of, uh, of rotation, knowing they weren't going to have a midweek match. You know, that's one of the deepest teams in the league right now when you look at that Thorns bench and the fact that they can sort of slot in or swap out um, a number of players at different positions and still be lethal and pick up these pretty dominant uh, results, uh, I think is is pretty telling of the of the place that they're at right now, not just in the standings, but in their form and the, at this phase yep. of the league going into week six. So we're both going thorns in this one spirit, one way wave the other for the first game. We've got more picks and predictions to make and a little bit more of challenge cup to recap. So stick with us after a quick break. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step. The reason building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, let's keep rolling along here. We've got two more games that we want to make some predictions around ahead of week six NWSL action. Let's go with drum roll Orlando pride and racing Louisville. <laughs> let's go with the, you know, let's go with the purple super bowl here. Who, who are we picking and why Orlando versus Louisville Saturday, 7 PM Eastern kickoff. You can catch this on paramount plus Orlando pride building off of a win. Yeah. Exciting times. I think if you're, if you're the pride, maybe, maybe that win kind of coming at just the right time for a team, like kind of close, like again, closing out week five, maybe looking back at a quarter of the season gone, looking ahead to that next one, the, ne- the next stretch of the season. And you finally get that win. And it's not just any win. It's against a pretty good team. 
in San Diego Wave FC. Racing Louisville, the opposite side of that, they were undefeated for a stretch of time. And we were like, this is cool, but also we're seeing a common thread still play a role for this team and Kim Bjorkegren's tactics in the second consecutive season where unfortunately we're looking at some good play where we see players out there having fun, um, getting some goals, uh, but not having enough to kind of squeak out the actual win and settling for draws. So no we're looking win. at these two not teams. A, not a single win for Racing Louisville no. this year. They, they finally, like, if I, the, the, the undefeated streak was finally snapped, but it was also snapped with a loss, right? Yeah. So it's like when we're looking at these two teams going head to head, they also are coming off of a, Louisville's also coming off of another draw against OO Rain that really they had a lot of control over. And it's it's definitely the they're on the other yeah. side of that draw. It's the draw that feels like you let one get away. So when we're looking at these two teams go head to head on Saturday evening, do you have a winner and a loser in this one or are the margins too fine for you to, to, to go one way or the other? Yeah, this one, I could see it ending up as a draw. I really could just the way that both of these seasons have gone. Um, Racing Louisville is struggling a little bit in, in being uh, almost like, their ability to close out games, but it's not just closing out games because that's the thing. They've gone down two goals and then they've come back and they've, they've tied and they've gotten points. They've also gone up two goals and then it, it's come back uh, against OL rain that happened last week. They went up two goals early um, and then OL rain comes back. Racing Louisville will also be without Savannah DeMello during this match against Orlando pride. DeMello picked up two yellows resulting in a red card in last week's game against OL rain after DeMello was having a tremendous, tremendous game for racing Louisville. She was keeping Everyone on the same page. She was the glue in the midfield for Louisville. And after DeMello went off the pitch, of course, Louisville now only playing with 10 players on the field. But that's when OL Reign started to really, truly dominate. They ended up getting their second goal, the equalizer on the night. And that was just tough. So how is Kim Bjorkegren going to adjust his midfield now that he doesn't have DeMello to build out and around? Um, because that's really a player that's been solidified in there. I think we'll still see Ari Borges in the midfield, Jalen Howell as well. But who else kind of rotates in and fills that spot? No matter who it is, of course, they're talented and it's the next man up mentality. But DeMello just provides so much for racing Louisville. And without her... I'm not sure it's going to work as well. I think they're going to struggle to keep possession in the midfield. I think they're going to have a really hard time um, building up the ball and the play into the attack. And meanwhile, on the other side, Orlando Pride has all the confidence in the world right now. They just defeated San Diego and got three goals past Kaelin Sheridan and three great goals, right? Like they were really good, impressive stuff. You had Adriana getting her first NWSL goal, Michaela Clough scoring um, the, the young player just in her sophomore season. This was a whole team effort from Orlando as well. And I think Seb Hines is going to lean on that. And he has leaned on that in training because of that. I'm giving it to the darker purple team. I'm going to give all it right. to Orlando pride um, mainly because like, without DeMello for Louisville and and the confidence that Orlando has right now. Listen, I, I think those are outstanding reasons to make a case for Orlando. And I'm with you. This is a match that I was going back and forth on to make one of those predictions. Of course, we do these a little bit earlier to get people ready for the weekend so we don't 
actually have a full availability report in front of us. But we do know, you're correct, and that the medal will be absent because of that red card that was issued. And that's a big player. And mm-hmm. you never want to say, like, this is one player that, they, you know, you can't lose in a game, et cetera, et cetera. No one ever wants to say them about a team full of of, of players, right? But I think right. what Savannah DeMello has been providing for this team really since her rookie year has been quite impressive. And I know there's always um, the tendency to maybe look at a season and, and look at the new faces and look at the rookies and see who's who's having an impact. But don't forget about those second year players because you want to see if they're maybe taking that next step or if they're hitting that little bit of a sophomore slump. And that is not something that DeMello is hitting right now. I think providing what she does in the midfield, whether it's holding the ball, being a sort of methodical passing defender at times, or now kind of being that playmaker, our threat mm-hmm. on set pieces, that all of that that's going to be absent for uh, for this game for for racing. But even with all that, when I look across at that Orlando Pride team, despite how high I am on that most recent win that they just had against San Diego, it's still not enough for me. I don't I, for for me to kind of go with yeah. swing the pendulum one way or the other. When we're looking at Racingville, uh, Racing Louisville, excuse me, no. They have not picked up that long, elusive win just yet. They've got a ton of draws, and they've got one loss. And where your Orlando Pride, they finally got this one win. But they also have shown that they haven't been able to do that on a consistent base. At the very least, Race of Louisville has shown me that they have been able to consistently scrap out or hang on for a draw. So you would think maybe that's enough for me to go racing, but it's not. I'm just not convinced. Oh. On side. There's too much purple for me. I'm going to go with a draw. So even purples on that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I see that. I see how this one could end out to be a draw, but I think that like with Adriana and the play that this player has been developing, right. We saw Viviana Villacorta as well last week, kind of solidify herself in that midfield. Um, Messiah bright getting more and more minutes. The Orlando team is growing. It took them about four weeks to actually like, solidify themselves yeah. I think and I have all the confidence that they're going to continue to to improve upon that Emily Madrill we've been really high on her oh, in yeah. the back line definitely some mistakes have been made from this player she's also a rookie she's also has a lot of pressure as the starting center back <laughs> in front of a new goalkeeper behind her in front of new players on either side of her uh, in on a team that is struggling. And I think Emily Madrill is really stepping up. She's going to continue to go. And yeah, I like that you're going with the draw. I see it, but no, for yeah. me, Orlando all the way. They've got I, this. I, lo- I love that. I, I do think both of these teams are going to show up and, and have mm-hmm. a good game, but I don't know if it's going to be enough to kind of, like I said, pull the match one way or the other. I, I, I hear you on Villa Corta as well. I think without Savannah DeMello in this game, this is a prime game for Villa Corta to get in there and really kind of eat it up in the midfield. So I'm, I'm hoping to see all of, all of that in the, in a game like this. And again, I love to, I love to be wrong. So I would, I would no. love to see it. Let's, let's see what happens in the purple Super Bowl. Let's talk about another game and make another, prediction ol rain versus houston dash this one has the makings of nwsl after dark because this is kicking off on saturday night at 10 p.m eastern you can catch all the action on paramount plus we've got two teams who are coming off of midweek games in the Mm -hmm. challenge cup rain settling for a zero zero draw against angel city scoreless we haven't seen the rain get back to those scoreless uh, goal lines at the end of a game, but 
they they, they returned in the challenge cup right. for 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 the Seattle side, and then Houston. Um, I believe you had them picked with the win for Challenge Cup, and they delivered Lisa 2 0 over Chicago Red Stars. Is the midweek match and those results tipping your hat one way or the other here for these two teams? Is are you are you holding your draw for this one where the two midweek teams are going head to head? Honestly, this the midweek action does play a factor in what we're seeing here. We saw a lot of rotation from Sam Lady, um, but ultimately Houston able to get it done. And of course, Diana Ordonez, right? Like I was super pumped with her. It comes from the penalty spot. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw her under the bus here. Not the strongest taken penalty kick, um, but she still finds the back of the net against Alyssa Nair in, in this midweek action. Um, and then the opening goal from Houston in the opening five minutes against Chicago. Chicago. Fantastic from Olivieri. Um, I liked what we saw from Houston in the midweek. I really did. I, I think that OL Rain not scoring against Angel City is okay. I mean, they had a couple great chances. Talk about Ziara King rocketing yeah. one off the post. Holy cow, my jaw dropped when I saw that. Um, but Angel City is a really good team and a really good matchup that played OL Rain last time, the first week in the Challenge Cup, and also gave them. Um, a tough run in that one, despite OL Reign scoring two goals. So this one, Houston and OL Reign, I know we talked about another big match, but this is a big one for me this weekend. This is a really big game. I want to see how Houston can play uh, against an OL Reign side that is is a little bit tired from the midweek, right? Are we going to see Rose Lavelle back? We don't have availability yet at this point, um, but – Yes, I think that this is my draw for the weekend because OL Reign, the, the midweek hurts teams or affects them, affects them. I shouldn't say hurt. It just affects them, makes them a little bit tired, makes their legs a little bit heavier, has them thinking a little bit harder. They're they're changing tactics because instead of having six days or five days to prepare for an opponent, you've really only got one or two at this point. And although Laura Harvey and Sam Lady have – a long history together and, and they're very well coaching against each other. That's what it's going to come down to a bit of a coaching battle between those two. And I think it'll end um, in a draw. I think they're going to split points this weekend. These two sides. Okay, listen, I like it. I think I think if there's any game that you pick a draw for, it's it should be the two teams who are coming off of a midweek game going head to head once mm-hmm. more just days later. Uh I'm with you. I, I I'm half tempted to to have this segment of ours just be the all draw picks uh for me. <laughs> but I'm but I'm not gonna go that way. I, I do think that with the the, the midweek and, and with the build up to a Saturday game. That there's also potential for maybe an oops or a mistake here or there yeah. when maybe you do hit that hour mark or that 75 minute mark and you see what can happen or maybe you try some stuff. I do think an advantage that the rain have going into this game is the fact that they are also one of the deeper teams in the league. I think if we're looking across the board, Portland and the rain probably have the deepest benches uh, in, in NWSL yeah. in, in this season. And I think we see that even more so with the introduction now of Challenge Cup running concurrently through the regular season, 
coaches are going to get, that's a little bit of a flex. Coaches are going to get to be able to say like, look, yeah, we're going to play this challenge cup and we're going to take it somewhat seriously because I believe in the depth of my bench to go ahead and make this rotation and, and get to, and get results. And that has happened for the rain now twice with Laura Harvey. But I think we also have to absolutely take a look at the head coaching battle in Sam Lady and Laura Harvey. What are they going to present to each other with their teams and have their game plans rolled out? What type of adjust adjustments may we see or not see I in know. a game like this between these two? I, I'm, I'm curious to see um, if there is a goal or two or three in this one, where they come from, you know, and how they are brought to life. Uh, again, we are we are high on, on Houston Dash and the attackers that they've got in the mix. But we're not really seeing a lot of that co cohesive kind of gelling type of energy between the their big three just yet between Sanchez and Ordonez and no. Salmon. Maybe they they started out, I think, strong in the beginning weeks of that regular season. And, and maybe these last couple of weeks or so kind of tapered off. And then the last couple of goals for Ordonez have come by way of penalty. Like, right. we, like we've mentioned, and we we didn't see Ebony Salmon in that uh, get the start in that Challenge Cup game. Okay. What does she look like going up against you know Oil Rain and their defensive shape? I think that again, this is another one of those games where you're just like making a case and you're taking a look at who may or may not be available, and you're like, oh, like let me go with a draw. But I think it might come down to just like a lapse and a mental lapse, perhaps in this in yes. this type of game. That. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm gonna say that. Houston is better on the road, and I'm going to say maybe this will be my upset pick, and I'm going to go dash in a narrow scoreline over the rain. Oh, I like it. Going out with a bang in this segment. I, I really like that, Sandra. I, I think that a road team in the Houston dash, that's very fitting. That's a great identity to give them. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I, I agree. I think that if there's um, a, a lopsided or like goals that happen in this one, they're going to come off of mistakes or like missed opportunities or, or – um, unlucky situations that the opposition capitalizes on and then they're able to score uh, because both these sides are hard to break down defensively. But we'll see. I'm hoping for big stuff from Sanchez, Ordonez, and Salmon. I really want that trio to just be unstoppable. I do. And we haven't seen it yet. We've seen moments and we've seen glimpses and individual brilliance, but they've got to come together. They do. We'll see. Maybe this will maybe this will be the game. Come through, Dash. Mm. I'm uh, I'm picking you. We've got two more games to get through for some picks and predictions. So please stick with us after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, let's make our final two picks to close out the show. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. 
we've got Chicago Red Stars versus Gotham FC on Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern kickoff in this one. Catch it all on Paramount+. Plus. We've got another pair of teams going head-to-head with a midweek game between them. Red Stars, the hosts uh, in this one, I believe, if my memory serves me correct, uh, which sometimes it doesn't. But let me just verify that. I know. I'm, I'm looking. I'm sorry. Oh, they are. They are absolutely yeah, they are the hosts in, uh, in this one on May 7th. So maybe I was like, who's got more of the travel at this point? Chicago coming back in from, from Texas, Gotham, you know, going from Carolina, to Chicago, how much of that is going to play a role in things like that? Honestly, I don't think it might play too much of a role either. in terms of a result in this one, Lisa, because I think it's going to come down to who's got the pieces, who's got the personnel, who's got the killer. And you know who's got the killer? Gotham FC's uh-huh. got the killer and Lynn Williams. Yep. And I'm going to go with Gotham on the road okay. in this one against Chicago Red Stars. Yep, same, same, same. She's got – Lynn Williams has ice in her veins right now. She is playing lights out, um, being able to score tremendous goals. Uh, and and even, like, the actual goals that she's scoring are, are good, of course, but they're clutch. That's, I think, a very key word for them. Um, she has scored five goals in all – across all NWSL competitions this season. Um, she's just – taking off. She did it with a broken wing. She did it with losing a shoe. She's gone through a lot as well, but she's still able to do it. And I don't think that she's going to slow down anytime soon. Um, I I talked about it at the top of the show. There are a handful of players in this league that have in their mind and who knows, maybe in, in reality, they're on the bubble of making the United States women's national team world cup roster. Lynn Williams is one of those players that is using every single moment. She is on the pitch for Gotham FC to prove to Vlako Ananovsky that she needs to be on a plane to Australia come the middle of July. She needs to be named to that world cup roster in June. And she is making it very difficult for herself not to be named to that roster because of her ability to score goals, her ability to get into open areas, and frankly, her ability to do it so consistently. That's the key. She's not slowing down now, despite the travel going on the road, um, headed to Chicago this weekend against the Red Stars. Um, Alyssa Nair has had some up and down weeks in this league. And I think that Lynn Williams is going to try to attack that back line, uh, be really decisive in between the lines, use her speed, get in behind and Gotham's on a roll right now. I give them the win as well. Look, I, I think in my challenge cup tweeting the other night, one of the things I put out, I said, the wrestlers have to be at like averaging a conceding a penalty at this rate at least once a game at this point i was like who has the who has a stat and some i i'm so sorry someone actually replied and said it was like 0.67 or something like that and i'm like that's still not great that's basically almost uh one they're they're conceding at least one penalty a game and i'm sorry if 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 you've got two teams that are going head to head after some midweek match and maybe there might be some fatigue in, in in the legs at a certain point in the game that's such a tough, dangerous thing, I think, in the back of your head at this point. If you're the Red Stars, where you're just like, don't concede a penalty. Don't concede a penalty. They've got Lynn Williams now. Don't concede a penalty. So it's like, even if we see Lynn Williams, I think, come into a game like this off of the bench, maybe she's rotated a little bit. 
that is that is a player you do not want to run after after maybe you've already been chasing around certain players for 60 plus minutes off of a midweek game. We didn't see as much rotation for the, the Red Stars, I think, in that game against Houston. I think we saw some shifts at, at 45 in the hour mark. Uh, yep. It's about as much as you can do. I think it's the opposite of the champagne problems for Portland Thorns. And O.L. Rain, when you look at Chicago Red Stars, they do not have a deep bench to rely on in terms of experienced players uh, to go out there and kind of secure a, a result or scrape out a result. So I'm, I'm definitely going with, with Gotham in, in this one. I I would imagine with both of these two teams kind of having to travel back into, uh, in, into Bridgeview that maybe we will see some um, – Changes happen in this game in, in those typical substitution windows. But even within all that, I think there's a little bit more for, for Gotham to, to squeak out a win in this one. So we're both going Gotham. And you know it's dangerous yeah. to go two for two I know. in this one. So we'll see. But we've got one one more game to make a pick. So let's uh let's let's have some fun with this one. It's gonna be Angel City FC versus Kansas City Current. This is the game that is gonna close out the weekend. 8 p.m. Eastern kickoff on Sunday. Catch it all on Paramount+. Plus. Angel City coming off of a midweek match, 0-0 scoreline against the Rain. Casey Curran had your typical buildup to a match week. And look, this is a team that closed out their first stretch of uh, the season with some wins. And with Dabinia looking pretty good in mm-hmm. Kansas City teal and red. And uh, I'm not too sure if uh, if Angel City is, is going to disrupt some things here at home against the current, but it's possible. We saw an excused absence for a couple players on Angel City on, who didn't play at all uh, in that midweek match, Julie Ertz being being one of those players. is Knowing the possibility of having that player back in the mix for Angel City, does that, that sway you a little bit and, and making a pick on something like this? Yeah, I mean, having Julie Ertz in the midfield for Angel City helps this team it, tremendously. We saw her get her first goal last week in the regular season. This is a, a team that relies on her, but not in a bad way. I think she just elevates everyone. This is an Angel City side coming off in the regular season, 3-3 draw with Portland. It was incredibly exciting. Um, lots of back and forth. They ended up scoring first, um, and then they concede too. Like it, it was so back and forth and fast pace. Yeah. It was incredibly entertaining. Right. I think this game is also going to have similar vibes. I think that it's going to be pretty back and forth between these two sides. But the way that Dabinia has started to take off and take shape for this Kansas City side has been really fun to watch. And I don't think that she's going to slow down anytime soon. Now, um, location, I think, is key when we're talking about both of these sides and where they're playing. This one's in Los Angeles at BMO Stadium for Angel City hosting it. That gives the upper hand to Angel City. It really does. But I think it also will motivate some Kansas City players, specifically someone like a Dabinia. There's something so powerful about being a player going into a screaming stadium that's screaming for your opposition and silencing them. And I think think Dabinia is that type of player that her goal is to silence that crowd in LA. And when she gets on a mission, she just gets going. So Julie Ertz or not, I think we'll see her though. I think she'll make a really big impact. It'll make it difficult for DiBernardo and Dabinia, especially Dabinia uh, for Kansas City. But I still think Casey is going to have the win and get an extra goal in on Angel City. I'm giving it to the current. 
giving my win to them. Okay, so you, 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 they're going to stay on a streak. Do, in your opinion. All right, I like I like that. I like the energy in that. Um, I think I'm with you in terms of the, the point you made uh, with Angel City and their travel in in a game that they had during their midweek. It's it's not as hefty maybe as as uh, you know this very large country might have on some other teams in terms of going from. Um, you know, Seattle to back to Los Angeles and getting back your prep in for a game like this. I mean, and if we anticipate Juilliard's uh, being available for this game, I, I definitely think it's going to have an effect on um, Kansas City current and what they might try to do through Dabinia specifically. We talk a lot about that Earth's effect, right? And I'm also looking at Alyssa Thompson, a player who didn't, you know, really have a, a really featured role in Challenge Cup. In this midweek match, and this is the player that's all that we're finding very finding out very quickly over these first five weeks of the season. It's just such an exciting player every time she touches the ball. And look, we're looking at a Kansas City current side that seem to be solidifying some things in their defensive shape. I mean, Cassie Miller has gotten three consecutive starts for them. If we're looking at their challenge cup match as well, uh, Clara Robbins is, is someone who's who's really stepping up and taking a role for this team. And I don't, I don't know if they're ready for uh, the excitement that Alyssa Thompson can bring on a ball in front of you in front of goal. So this was actually a little bit of a harder game for me to kind of make those picks and go back and forth and think about who's going to be available and, and if it's going to tip the scale one way or the other. But I actually think a midweek match semi on the West coast for Angel City might benefit them going up against a streaking team. At the moment. And I'm actually going to go with a result and I'm going to go with Angel City in this one. I think they're going to be motivated from the last time they've got a couple of draws because that's what they're coming off of. They're coming off a wild 3-3 draw. They're coming off a scoreless draw now. They want to get those. They want to get that win. And I think they can get it against Kansas City Current. So I'm going to go L.A. I like that. I like that. And um, Alyssa Thompson, she didn't play during the midweek, fully rested 18-year-old who doesn't need any rest. So she's <laughs> ready to go, firing on all cylinders. She came out against Portland, yeah. scored the opening goal for them. I mean, unstoppable. I, I like your pick in Angel City. We'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out on Sunday night. That closes out the weekend. Sunday, 8 o'clock um, Eastern is that kickoff. Make sure y'all tune in. We got games all across Paramount Plus. Make sure, of course, you kick off your weekend the right way at 1 p.m. on CBS and watch Washington Spirit take on San Diego Wave FC. But that's a wrap for us today on Attacking Third. Thank you all so much for joining and listening along to A3. Download follow listen to us anywhere you get all your podcasts you can watch us too subscribe to us on youtube to get alerts for whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third and we'll be back with a recap on sunday evening following all the games make sure you stay tuned for that for sandra and lisa roman this was attacking third From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.